Yeah, the Gemaran Megillah says, Kola Omer Rachav Rachav Miyad Nikrit. If anybody would mention her name, then it would, it would lead to seminal omission. So then, so then the rabbi says, what do you mean? We're saying the name of her in the Beit Midrash. Quote, unquote, nothing's happening. And they say, no, you have to know her. Meaning it's not the, it's Yida'ahu Makirah, I think the Gemara says. The person has to know her and recognize her. And the thought of her beauty would bring a person to that level of simulation. Um, so, what the Gemara means, I don't know. So Meaning, I don't know what, what the significance of having that level of beauty is and why it's just her. But, but that was what the Gemara says. My question is those two spies that went to her, I don't know if this is Midrash, I heard it. They were two that resisted that urge, and that's why she went out of her way to help them. That's interesting. So I, I don't know about that, but one of the things you can analyze about the story, so first of all, the Gemara is Midrash. So you, you're, you're definitely not going to ask the question on, wait, how could Kalev and, or Pinchas, if it was them, how could they have gone uh, and, and not been aroused? So that's not a question because the, the Gemara is a Midrash. And the, it's, the question is on the Midrash, not on the, on the Sukim. Okay. People often work backwards. People often work backwards. They find the Midrash that doesn't make sense. And then they say, hey, look, if we accept the Midrash as, as, as fact, or if we accept it at face value, then the Psukim don't make sense. We're like, okay, that's why you have to accept the Psukim and then ask the question on the Midrash. So you can't work backwards. Um, so uh, so the, the, one of the significant things about Rachav is if you analyze her character, I mean, this is more like a, a Thursday night topic, right? But if you analyze her character, that character of a harlot, they're very used to being used by men very used to being used by men for sexual pleasure. But it could create a, an internal desire for them to be recognized as something than more than an object. And whenever she sees these Jewish men, they come to her and, and they're not asking for the sexual pleasure and they respect her as an innkeeper or as a woman, then that could have created the affinity. That could have created, you know, the, the, the harlot gets kind of sick of the societies that she's in in which they treat her like again like a sexual object so she may be the first person to welcome the change of having Am Israel, a nation that respects Kedushah to so that she could win back her dignity the dignity that she's lost over years of of, uh, of this behavior and, and an interesting Midrash also let's read the Psukim I'll show you one interesting Midrash that points it this is all an analysis by a rabbi named Michael Hatton he's an amazing amazing writer he writes very nicely on, on Sefer Yoshua. Okay, uh, let's go to Pasuk Yud Bet, which is where we left off, and then I'm going to address this, this point one more time. There's a very there's a key midrash. It's good good to know. Okay, so she says, So last we left off, Rachav uh, basically asked a favor. Uh, she no, she said she opened up by saying, "I know that your God is the God of the heavens and God of the earth." And now she's going to ask a favor. Now that she's done a goodness to them, she's going to ask a favor. And the favor is going to be, please keep me and my family alive whenever you come to destroy Yericho. After all the good I've done for you, please keep us alive, okay? She says, please swear to me in the name of Adonai because I've done with you a kindness and you should do for me also you uh, if with that with my father's household, you should do a kindness and you should give me a sign of truth, meaning a sign that I could rely on. 
את אבי ואת אמי ואת אחי ואת אחיותיי ואת כל אשר להם והצלתם את נפשתנו ממוות. And you should keep alive my mother, my father, my brothers, and everything that they own, and you should save our souls from death. ויאמרו לה הנשים, so the men say to her, נפשנו תחתכם למות אם לא תגידו את דברנו זה, והיה בטט אדוני לנו את הארץ ועשינו עמה חסד באמת. We, our lives will, will be destined to die if you keep your side of the bargain, then of course it will keep, meaning they promise an intense promise. That yes, we, we would be liable to, to death instead of you if we do not keep our word, so long as, as long as you keep this secret. So according to the Radak, why is it that you want to keep this a secret? Very simple reason. Because everybody else is going to say, oh, by the way, I have this trick, you know, this sign that I could put something on my window yeah. and just do that and the Jews won't know that they're not supposed to, and the Jews aren't going to be able to attack you. Okay, so she says, they're saying, as long as it's only with you, then we can, uh, you know, that, then, it's, then we'll keep our side of the promise. So then after they make the promise that yes, we'll, we'll take care of you, she then lowers them in with the rope through the window. Okay, so the Chachamim, they jump on the fact that it says Bachevel and not Bechevel. So Bechevel means, and she lowered them with a rope. But the word Bachevel with the Ba, it's actually, a, it, it just means Beha, with the rope. So the rabbis say, um, why, what specific rope is it referring to? Why is it, giving a, why is it giving us a definite article, the rope, as if we know this rope from before? And the rabbis point out that it was the rope that she used to lower and bring up her clients with. Oh. So the same rope that she used to use to commit her sins of... Of, of whatever it was of, of being with these men That same rope is now used to Bring her redemption or bring, or bring help to the men So what she's doing is she's kind of redeeming Her identity As a harlot She's taking the, that harlotry Which used to define her And she's now changing the meaning of it Or she's, she's getting rid of that title And again maybe that's why she's so open To having Am Yisrael come Because she's a person who wants to change her identity. It's not a fun, nobody who's a harlot enjoys doing it. Most, most of them are actually forced into it. Or they have drug addictions or something like that. Okay. Pasuk Yudalet, no, Pasuk Tet Zayin. Okay. And, they lo- and she lowered them with the, with the rope because her house was in the, in the wall of the city. Her house was in the wall of the city. So being in the wall of the city, that means her window had access to outside the city. That's why she's able to lower them, and that's, that solved her problem with the fact that the gates were closed. So the gates were closed, so now she could lower them outside that window instead. So then she said to them, run to the mountain, lest the people who are chasing after you catch you. And you should hide there for three days until they return, and then you can go on your way. So basically the idea is, go into the mountains, hide in the mountains. These people are going to be scouting around the areas of Ericho for three days until they give up. Once they give up, then you're good. Then you could go from the mountain to back to the, to the camp of Israel, which is in, I think it's in um, Shittim. It's in Shittim on the eastern side of the Jordan. Okay? So the people said to her, So now they stress one last time that we are clean of this swear that we've made to you if 
we will come to the land. You should take this red ribbon and tie it around your window, tie it on your window or on the one of on the sill of your window, on the window sill, and you should bring all of your family members inside your house. And if you do not do this, then also we are clean from keeping this promise. Meaning, we won't be able to keep our promise to keep you alive if your family is scattered around the city, A. And if we don't know how to identify your house, because we are not the only ones that are going to battle, it's the rest of Am Israel. So we need a way to identify your house, and we need to make sure that everybody's inside your house as well. So there are two ways that they can, she can violate, there are two ways that the, the, the oath gets violated, that they're absolved. She, she talks to people about it, or she doesn't tie the ribbon. And anybody who's outside the house is not going to be protected. The way this is said is they sort of save themselves from her talking to people. Because they said everybody comes to your house with the ribbon. So if there's another ribbon somewhere else, they'll know that she spoke. Huh. It's a good point. I mean, there's only allowed to be one ribbon. Yeah. If there's a second ribbon, it means they'll you spoke. spoke. Very yeah. good point. No, that meaning if you see two ribbons, then you could destroy both homes. Yes. Very nice. Very nice, good. Okay. And it will be anything that comes out from the, from the doors of your house, outside, his blood is on his own head. And we, we're, we're clean and we're absolved. But whatever stays within your house, the blood is on our heads, meaning we take responsibility for it, uh, as you've made us swear. But Tomer... Sorry, sorry. Uh, the, the blood is on, on our head if, we, if somebody, something happens to them. And if you tell this to other people, also, we also are, are absolved. And so she said, like your words, so it is. She sends them and they came and they left. And she tied the ribbon to the window. So she probably didn't do it immediately. She probably did it before the, the Jews came to war. But it's trying to tell you that she kept her side of the bargain. And they, they went and they came to the mountain. They hid in the mountain for three days. Until the chasers, being people chasing them, left. And the, chase, the people chasing them were looking for them along the whole way and they could not find them. And why is that? Because they were in the mountain hiding. So they were hiding in the mountain for three days. She was spot on with her, with her advice to stay three days in the mountain. And the Radak says she was able to, it was just an intelligent guess on her part because um, the Radak says because she knew that the chasers are going to go all the way to the Jordan River and then come back. So she said that they're going to go, it's a one day journey to the Jordan River. Then they're going to be searching the area along the way for a day. So it's going to slow them down a day. And they have a one day journey back. So it takes about three days. So she said, go hide in the mountains for three days until they finish their search. That's the Radak. And the reason Radak says that, by the way, is because there's a Midrash that says that she had a Ruach HaKodesh that told her that it was exactly three days. I was going to say, it sounds like Eliezer, when he said, if the first woman who comes, that's going to be the woman. Because she said it, that's why it became so. Interesting point. Interesting connection. Um... I don't know, anyway, but Radak doesn't even like it. 
the Radak doesn't like the Ruach HaKodesh opinion. He brings his, his Peshat opinion, which is that she did it in order, because she just assumed based on the timing that it would take three days. He brings that because he says, the Midrash says that she had a Ruach HaKodesh. That she had a Ruach HaKodesh that told her that it's going to be exactly three days. And then he says, but if you look at the Peshat, it's probably just that she figured it out on her own. Now, the question is, what does the Midrash mean that she had Ruach HaKodesh? That's a, that's a big one. I don't know. It's a deep Midrash. Could be a momentary... How do the former Zona have Ruach HaKodesh? Well, that would be a beautiful thing. I mean, it, that wouldn't be a question. That would just be a testament to the ability for, for a person to redeem themselves. Yeah. You know? If the, if the Midrash is to be taken literally that she developed Ruach HaKodesh, it's like the greatest thing. Wow, look at Rachav. The one action and one behavior... She's now not only redeemed herself in her life of harlotry, she's now also receiving Ruach HaKodesh. She's now getting quasi-prophecy. So that's a, that would be a nice thing. Okay? So uh, they come, after three days in the mountain, they come, and the people chasing them could not find them. The people return, they come down from the mountain. They cross the Jordan, they come to Yoshua bin Nun, and they told him, Everything that occurred to them. And what's going to be the main thing that they tell Yoshua? The most important thing that they tell him? The red ribbon that, on the door. No, no besides for that. That's, that's a side note. The most important thing is that they're going to tell him that their morale is down. The morale of the people is very, is very down. So by Omeruel Yoshua, and they said to Yoshua, they tell him everything. The morale is down. We know this. They're scared of us, this and that. And they also say, they finish off their statement with Ki Natan Adonai Biyadenu et Kola Aretz God has given in our hands the whole land and all of the people dwelling in the land are melting from before us they're so scared of us so that's what they say to Yoshua and that obviously corrects the problem from last time that we sent spies where the spies went and directly spoke to Moshe Rabbeinu uh, they spoke to Am Israel as a whole and they actually said we, will, we are the ones who are melting. We are the ones who are scared. We are the ones who are like grasshoppers in their eyes. But when she was talking to them, uh, when she was talking to Yoshua, when they were talking to Yoshua, it's actually just the opposite. It's very full of confidence, and that's that. Baruch Amen. Amen. Amen.